Hello and welcome to the Learn English Football Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Tom. Hello, Tim. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Tim. I'm feeling positive, a little bit upbeat by recent events. Oh, upbeat. I like that one. Do you mean happy, positive, as you say? Oh, happy, yeah. It was a very family day at uh, at the um Stadium yesterday, Tom, at the Power Horse Almeria Stadium. And that's what we're here to talk about today. An Almeria special focusing on the match yesterday that was drawn nil-nil between uh, bottom of the league Almeria and joint top of the league Girona. Uh, a fantastic performance for the home team, although a slightly frustrating uh, result. But a family day, Tom, for you and I, because uh, you had your little son uh, and I took my daughter to her first ever football match. She's eight months old. And I think she was more than ready. Um, so, Tom, it wasn't uh, b- bottles of beer being thrown at the Girona fans. It was bottles of milk, last, uh, as we, we saw yesterday. Uh, only joking. But, uh, Tom, let's start at the right at the beginning. Before kickoff happened, Tom, there was a strange experience for the English uh, viewer, the English spectator. There was um, an applause for the police. Um, and it was very well observed. Lots of people in the stadium were happy to put their hands together and clap for the police and support their work. But, Tom, what would have been the reaction in an English stadium if pre-match uh, someone had, uh, the, the, on, the, on, the, the, on the tannoy, the public speakers, they'd asked for people to clap for the police? There would have been jeering, booing, shouting haunting there would have probably been some kind of unpleasant chant uh with the fans singing a song to make fun of the police by the way all those words like the jeering booing they all indicate that you're using your voice to express negative feelings often shouting them towards the police so yes it was a surprise for an englishman to see that the national police uh we should distinguish here it was the national police being celebrated uh for 200 years of service uh i was told by a spanish friend of ours that if it had been the local police uh, or the guarda civil it might have been a different reaction well, I was quite surprised. Um, but anyway, Tom, let's get to the serious business of the football. Um, and I think it was I think you'll agree, Tom, it was uh, it was a fantastic performance for Almeria. Um, personally speaking, I think it was the best performance I've seen this season, um, both defensively and going forward in their chance creation and their ability to create chances through the middle. But let's look at the first half. Uh, there were chances um, almost from the from the off, which means from the beginning. There was an early shot from Arribas, uh, which forced a good save to the keeper's left, but a save that you would expect him to make. Um, although it was quite, quite a dramatic uh, dive for the cameras. Um, and then Maximiliano up the other end after 15 minutes was called into action again. Uh, Girona cut in off their right-hand side. It was, again, a shot you would expect him to make. Um, if I was to say a save like that should be a goalkeeper's bread and butter, Tom, what do I mean by someone's bread and butter? Yes, if it's someone's bread and butter, it's something that they uh, earn their wages for that they should do comfortably uh, every week or every time the ball comes like that. 
Yes, it's because in English English cuisine, we depend on bread and butter to eat. So, yeah, that's the kind of save that a goalkeeper should be able to depend on himself to make. And then, Tom, the big clear-cut chance of the first half. Uh, Robert Tony picked up the ball just inside the Girona half on the right-hand side, played a beautiful diagonal floating ball to an on-rushing Akiyeme on the left, who got on the outside of his defender and played a first-time ball across the box. Um, it, the, the pass was so good that it took the goalkeeper out and uh, Arribas was running onto the ball and it was a kind of diving header. He was only a metre, maybe a metre and, and a half out. He had an open goal to aim for and it went wide. Um, at the time, Tom, I thought it was totally unforgivable, that miss. Um, having seen it since back on the replay, I have seen that Mbaba was also diving in for the ball. However, I do think... and, and, and Maybe Mbaba did distract Arribas, but I do think Arribas has got to score, Tom. Do you think that should be bread and butter uh, for, for an attacking player like Arribas? Or, or do you think uh, that the presence of Mbaba was maybe an extenuating excuse, an extenuating circumstance? Well, first of all, credit to Akiyemi. The, the cross was delicious. He he served it on a plate, for, uh, really. And as you said, took the goalkeeper out of it. It wasn't even a fast-moving ball. Uh, it is a chance you would expect Arribas to put away 99 times out of 100. However, I also have sympathy. Mbaba was rushing in. Uh, you could see that Mbaba was totally focused on getting the ball. Uh, without really any regard for the fact that Arribas was in front of him and in a, in a better position to score. So I can see how there might have been contact, there might have been distraction, but uh, perhaps a, you know, a stronger striker, a more experienced striker would just ensure 100% that they get a, a firm contact on that ball. So I can give a little bit of, uh, you know, sympathy and understanding towards Arribas, but really it should have been 1-0 to Almeria. Yeah, I think it's a question of being willing to put your head in dangerous places, uh, being willing to get a kick in the face for the team, uh, uh, obviously with the, with the benefit of scoring the goal. I think if Arribas had been willing to take the kick, um, then he would definitely have scored. And I think maybe that comes from the system he's come through, you know, the Real Madrid uh, youth system. I can't imagine they're playing too much scrappy football in the Real Madrid youth system. Yes, when you say take the kick, you mean receive the impacts, receive the the contact from whether the defender or in this case Mbaba. Yes, a more uh, hungry, focused striker perhaps will not worry about that contact that's coming and, and be 100% focused on connecting with the ball. Exactly. Uh, and then, Tom, moving on, only slightly after, five minutes later in the 39th minute, a real uh, a romantic uh, moment uh, for, for the Defenders' Union. Uh, Edgar uh, was, was in the box after a corner. The ball dropped to him with his back to goal. He did a lovely little uh, kind of looped ball over his own head. He swiveled, which means to turn and uh, caught the ball coming down on the volley. Maybe and it did go over the bar. It was a rifled shot. He really hit it hard. It was only from about eight yards or seven metres out. Um, but maybe he needed to be a little bit more patient and let the ball drop a little bit further to keep it down. Um, but it was a beautiful bit of uh, elegant movement from a 
player who's much more associated with for his defensive qualities. Tom, what did you think of the Edgar chance? Yes, I thought it was uh, the, the the first touch of a class striker, the little dink to create the space for himself. A dink, I mean, a little chip uh, looping the ball soft, onto his favourite foot. Touch, yes, yeah. uh, that was the the touch of of a world class striker, and then the execution of a defender. Uh, yes, it, it just needed a little bit of composure just to make sure. As the if it's going to be a volley, then first and foremost in his mind should be get over the ball, meaning have your head in a position where you're not going to be leaning back so you can keep the ball from going over. And he, he failed to do that. It was nearly, he nearly wrote headla- newspaper headlines for himself, but alas, not to be. Yeah, alas means unfortunately. Nice word there, Tom. Um, and then just before the, the final uh, whistle in the first, sorry, sorry the half-time whistle, uh, Arribas had a kind of a half-chance from point-blank range, very close to the goalkeeper, after Baptistao had made a nuisance of himself uh, with the Girona defence. And to make a nuisance of yourself uh, in football means to kind of upset the defenders by playing kind of a physical um, game. Normally to make a nuisance of yourself means to be annoying. And that's what Batistao was doing. Um, I think it was one of those chances that uh, Arribas had to shoot quickly. He had to get the ball out of his feet uh, and shoot kind of instinctively. And the goalkeeper did well to get down. Um, and that took us to half time, Tom. Uh, nil nil at half time. Uh, me and you and the children met at half time. Um, and uh, everything was quite positive. Everybody was pretty happy, weren't they? Uh, although there was quite a lot of regret about some of the chances missed from Almeria. Uh, a lot of people were saying that we dominated the possession. We'd created more chances. We'd stopped Girona, who, let's not forget, are top of the league, um, ahead of teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona, of course. Um, and, and people were content. And, and I think that was a, a fair sensation, Tom, do you think? Absolutely, yes. Al Maria, I would say the match started fairly evenly, but uh, from about halfway through the first half until halftime, Al Maria put their foot on the gas. They, they, they became the more dangerous team. They were on top. Maybe not in terms of possession, but definitely they were on top because they created more good chances. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely two good chances in that first half. Moving into the second half, Tom, uh, right after the second half got started, Akiemi again, powerful running down the left. Uh, when he's going forward, he's like a, a winger and he's also quite solid at the back. I'm, I'd be surprised if he spends his whole career at Almeria, he's a good young left back. Um, he got a good. He, he put a good low ball into to the area, and Batistao did well to get on the end of it. It was one of those that you slide in and you dive at the ball with your foot, and you hope that you don't connect too well. And unfortunately, Batistao did connect too well, and it went straight to the goalkeeper, as opposed to it going to the right or left of the goalkeeper, which I don't think would have given the goalkeeper much of a chance. Um, but that started the the half off just the just the same way the, the first half had gone um and it wasn't long only another eight minutes in the 53rd minute when Arribas cut in uh from the right uh and had a shot um from from the edge of the box um a curling shot to the far post 
I think probably where you were, Tom, and certainly where I was, we were right behind that shot. And the, the people where we were were convinced it was going to go into the back of the net, into the side netting. Uh, it was really unlucky, a beautifully struck uh, strike from Arribas. Uh, were you conned by that one, Tom? Did you think it was going in? And to con somebody means to trick them or to deceive them. Yes, I and, and the, the fans around me, we, we all jumped up off our seats at that moment because uh, it was the right decision. He put his head up. You could see exactly what he wanted to do. Just again, for the second time in the match, the execution was a little bit off for Arribas. And uh, he, he, you could argue he was unlucky. Maybe he was out of form as well. But yes, it was very un, it was a shame it didn't go in. I, I, I would lean towards him being unlucky because I've certainly seen him play games this season where he's he's been involved, but not as involved. And he certainly hasn't been able to generate space for himself in the way he was able to with that opportunity yesterday. Uh, often before he's lived on kind of loose balls or second balls or broken play. But I was impressed that when the defence was set, he was able to cut in onto his left foot and generate the space. Um, there was another half chance from Arribas who shot over in the 63rd minute. But the next, I would say, defining uh, moment of the match was uh, in the 79th minute, a red card to Girona. And I really think this was uh, a very unlucky moment for Almeria because uh, Ramazani, uh, got, who, had, who had been substituted on, did very well down the left and played a lovely sliding through ball to Malero, who had also come on uh, off the bench. And he was bearing down on goal. He would have been one-on-one -on -one with an outcoming uh, goalkeeper. And, and the defender just pulled him back. And it was very clever because it was it was literally 30, 30 centimetres outside the area. If it had been 30 centimetres further forward, a penalty, I'm sure Almeria would have scored. But a red card, they took the red card. It was a professional foul. Um, I mean, it was frustrating, Tom, but there's nothing Almeria could have done about that, is there? It was just, um, the, it is what it is, as they say here. That's right. It was uh, from the point, if I'm going to speak for the Defenders Union now, uh, the player who did get the red card, uh, it was Alex Garcia, the, the Girona midfielder. Uh, he timed his foul to perfection. He pulled on Milero's shirt when he was outside the area. He released Milero's shirt before Milero crossed the line into the area and went down onto his knees. Uh to be fair, it was the right decision for him. I, I know that's cynical. I know, you know, uh, we don't like to see uh, these kinds of professional fouls, but he probably saved his team three, you know, saved his team two points, earned a point for his team with that decision. So, yes, he did everything right. It would have been lovely to see Malero just try and keep his feet a little bit more, but you could see that it was a real tug, a real strong, by a tug, I mean, a very strong pull on his shirt. So I can understand why he, he had to go down. Yeah, I'm just watching it again now. I don't think Malero could have really stayed on his feet. It was, uh, as you say, it was a cynical foul. If you're a Girona player or a Girona fan, you're happy with what uh, the defender did, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. And then, Tom, uh, an emotional moment on the 83rd minute uh, for some of our international listeners. Maybe they won't know, but Almeria have had an injury crisis up front uh, this season. And uh, the return of the Colombian striker, Luis Suarez, uh, 
he was really well received around the whole stadium. Everyone was uh, clapping and singing his name in unison. Um, and it was nice to see that. Uh, and you could really feel he, he gave a buzz and a positive uh, feeling to the fans. Um, and then there was time for one more really clean cut chance, Tom. The 93rd minute, Ramazani again using his energy, using his direct running to get at the Girona defence. He played a short ball to Loppy, who had great awareness to know that Ramazani was going to continue his run into the area. He cut the ball back into Ramazani, who first time, he, he really had all of the far side of the goal to aim for, but he did put it over. And unfortunately, it's kind of typical of, uh, of Ramazani's um, skill set. He has huge amounts of ability dribbling with the ball and taking players on, but he's often uh, a frustrating player uh, when when there's a lack of finished uh, finished product, unfortunately. Um, Tom, what did you think about that? Uh, do you think he should have scored, or do you think uh, do you think when you, when you make those kind of chances for yourself, then you earn the right to miss them as well? Uh, the the way the game had gone for El Maria, I you know, of course I was standing up off my seat again. Uh, everyone was very excited at that moment, but the way the game had panned out, the way the season has panned out uh, for Almeria, by pan out, I mean the way things have happened. Uh, I, I didn't expect that one to go in. It it was quite a good chance. Uh, an informed striker would put that in the goal. I'm sure Ramazani's putting those ones away in training, but he wasn't the only player today to fluff his lines at the the critical moment to fluff your lines that like that comes from the theater where you forget the lines that you're staying on stage uh, but it, we use it to mean uh, you make a mistake at a crucial moment yeah um i think um, i think just on the basis of the chance i think it's one you've got to score but if you know the player then you know it's a 50 50 um and tom that was the end of the match um Nil-nil. Uh, in any other circumstance, it would have been a great result. Um, but Almeria haven't won this season. We're still stuck on uh, on six points. Um, so very frustrating. Or was that our seventh point of the season? Um, but it's still very frustrating. And of course, Girona, we've got a bit of a, a, of a history with Girona. When, when we were looking to get promoted from the second division, Girona were also in the same situation. And, um, and, and they actually knocked us out of the playoffs was it two seasons um they they beat us in the playoffs so very a bit of a rivalry really between the two clubs so it would have been nice to beat them yeah Almeria are now on six points so it was our sixth point of the season which isn't bad uh Garitano the the manager the Basque manager will be happy with, with the performance and he said as such um but of course he will be frustrated creating so many chances and not uh, getting the breakthrough and of course there were some worrying moments um Montes picked up an injury Edgar picked up cramp uh, and Pubil, who was back in the side after another another player who's had a long spell on the sidelines, uh, he was substituted after about 70 minutes due to... Uh, it was a planned substitution uh, because he wasn't ready to start. He wasn't fit enough to start. Um, the manager said after that none of those two... In, none of those three uh, substitutions were for injuries that were too serious. Um, but, of course, it's uh, an away trip to the Bernabeu next. Um, Tom, what did you think about the, uh, the formation, the tactics... Did did Garitano get it right uh, yesterday? Um, what do you think of it all? 
Yes, I was very happy both with the the formation he was playing. Uh, you could, uh, on paper, it looks like a back five, but uh, it's actually quite fluid because we've got the, the fantastic Akiemi on the left and Pubil pushing forward on the right. So he was really employing wing backs when we were in attack. And you could see that they were, uh, even in defence, they weren't a back line of five. You had Edgar sitting in front of the back four, sweeping up uh, with the two midfielders, uh, Loppy and Robertoni, in front or alongside him when they when they wanted to uh, hold a, a good defensive line. I thought this was the best group of players, the best 11 that Almeria has, uh, in my opinion. It was great to see that everyone was fit. Pubil, I've been hearing a lot about, uh, and I saw early on some touches of quality showed the ability to uh, deceive the, the attacking player when he was on the ball and he was being pressed, he showed that he he knew how to drop a shoulder and and beat players uh, in in a very comfortable way without exposing him himself. So uh, I thought you mentioned Cesar Montes. I thought that was his best game for Almeria. Uh, he did pick up an injury after a, a tackle where he conceded a free kick late on. I thought that free kick was necessary, actually. If he hadn't uh, put his foot in there and uh, you know taken received that injury in the end, then uh, the Girona player would have had a great opportunity to shoot the ball, shoot the ball from the edge of the box. Uh, but throughout the game, until that moment, he was very, very strong. He was winning very important headers. Uh, so yeah, and I and I liked the subs as well. I liked Malero coming on. I liked Ramazani coming on. Ramazani, uh, yes, he is frustrating. But what you see with him is the he's got the, the the Spanish they would call it la chispa. He's got the spark, the energy. He can start running with the ball from a standing position and immediately create a threat, create a danger because he is so quick running with the ball. And it, it wasn't a surprise that he did create. Uh, that chance for Malero where he was pulled back for the red card. So I was happy with the formation, happy with the players. I think uh, the manager has found the right formula. And if he can keep these players fit, it's only a matter of time before they will get a victory. Three points are coming very soon. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I was especially happy with Edgar, who was playing in a kind of sitting midfield role. Uh, it's the second or third time he's played that, but it's the first time I've seen it in person at the stadium. And I, I thought he did well. Um, it's a role he's familiar with from his time at Betis. Uh, I think, as, again, as you said, Pubil, you can see how much of a difference it makes having a right back who knows the position, who's familiar with the where, the, where he should be when, when, when the ball's in other positions of the pitch so as not to leave the opposition an easy pass or an easy through ball. Um, and in fact, that was I was quite worried when Pubil got injured because Potho, for all his attacking qualities isn't a natural right back and we have been found out quite a few times this season and uh just to be at, uh, found just, out what do you mean to be found out to, to when someone finds you out when you're found out it's uh to have your weakness exposed um and yeah when Pubil came off and Potho came on it also coincided with the dangerous Girona winger coming on is it um Sabio Savio, yeah. And um and but in fact Potho did well. Um and as I said, it's the first uh 
proper defensive uh, solid back four that we've seen this season as I've mentioned before Arribas was generating chances not just in broken play but also when the defence was set um, I think it's very difficult to say that any uh, that this wasn't the best performance of the season as you mentioned previously um, maybe the only question I would have is is there a place in this side for Ramazani because he does create chances when he comes on uh, almost every game but at the same time, he's wasteful. And if I was a manager, I would find it difficult to build a side around him or build a side with him in the side because you don't know when he's going to lose the ball. Uh, I'm sure he kind of plays according to his own instructions as opposed to the manager's instructions. But maybe a position on the left instead of Mbaba or maybe a position on the right instead of Arribas. But both Mbaba and Arribas had reasonable games yesterday and I'm a fan of both of them. So it is difficult. Um, but for all this season, we've been without a striker. I, I don't think they've tried Ramazani up front alone. Um, I know Baptistao has a bit more physicality, but maybe Ramazani could be an option. Um, essentially, I think the, the best players were the, were the players we've mentioned, Edgar, Akiemi, his powerful movement down the left, uh, regularly creating danger. But also, as we've mentioned before, from a defensive point of view, uh, not just defending, but also playing the ball out of defence, running the ball out of defence, sometimes in positions that give you a mini heart attack. But he usually seems to get away with it. Um, and uh, I think, as I said, it was a good all-round performance. Tom, I, I think there was a kind of feeling in certainly the area where I was yesterday that this, the rest of this season, we've just got to enjoy it. Almeria are probably 99% probably going to go down to the second division. We've got six points. We still haven't won a game. We are 10 points away from safety. Uh, and that's Seville, who are the, the last team out of the drop zone. So you would expect Seville to put some a run of games together. Um, was that the feeling where you were? And do you think that um, that acceptance from the fans can take the pressure off the players and help us kind of uh, enjoy the second half of the season? just for what's happening on the pitch as opposed to worrying about what's happening in the on the league table it reminded me towards the end of the the season often in the premier league where you see a team that's already relegated uh playing with a kind of freedom uh the pressure being totally off that team and they often score an upset and, and a surprising victory against a team who's much higher in the table and this was a classic example of that the team who was bottom playing against the team uh, Girona still top of the league they're certainly uh they up are there, top but they? of course yes. Barcelona and Real Madrid have been away in the Super Cup so um yes so, but but yes you can you can feel that perhaps Girona uh, have all the pressure on them now. Uh, they're expected to come away with three points, uh, whereas Almeria are not expected to achieve anything. And uh, yes, you could really see that Almeria were... That this was the best attacking performance I've seen from Almeria. I still don't think they're totally convincing at working the ball up when they're in possession of the ball. Uh, Girona showed that they have that ability, that quality to start from deep with the goalkeeper and the fullbacks and find the space, switching the ball from wings to build an attack from their own defence from very deep. Almeria don't quite have that ability yet, but with willpower, with momentum, with desire, uh, with all of these things, they prove themselves to be superior to Girona. And if they can 
uh, get the better, not with three points, but get the better in, in terms of chances and the way they played of the team that's sitting top of the table, they can do it to any club in that league. So I think that, uh, it, it, and we have to consider one other thing here, Tim, as well. To one extent, on the one hand, the players and the manager can relax. They know they're down. The pressure is off. On the other hand, all of these players are thinking about where they're going to go next year. They're thinking about the summertime. Uh, will they be staying in Almeria going into the second division? Probably they don't want to do that. So this is really a chance for the whole squad as well to prove themselves on an individual basis. Uh, you've mentioned Akiyemi. I have no doubt that he will be snapped up by a bigger club this season. I think he's been the most consistent player this year. He's probably going to be the, the player of the season, in my opinion. I say probably. That's my guess from the games I've seen. Uh, but... All of these players now in the second half of the season will be fighting to show their value for the summer transfer market. Yeah, um, Tom, on those words of positivity, I think that's probably all we've got time for today on the Learn English Football Podcast. Um, I, I, as I say, as you've mentioned very well, it was a, it was a nice experience yesterday. It was a, a good good day to take the uh, the children to the match. Uh, two o'clock kickoff, bathed in sun. I've had a few comments from friends saying that uh, my daughter must come every match now because uh, we didn't get uh, stuffed, which means to get defeated uh, easily. Um, so that could happen, Tom. I am a superstitious football fan. Um, so, Tom. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, just a, a shout out to all of our listeners if they want to get involved in the conversation. Uh, find us uh, on social media. The best thing they could do would be to tell a friend about our podcast. Ask your friends, do you speak football? And if they don't, get them on the podcast and get them all involved in the conversation. Tom, That's thank right. you very they much. Can, they can easily share that link. Just copy and paste that link into your friend's message uh screen on whatsapp or telegram whatever they use yeah that's the way tom that is the way that's the way i find out about almost everything through whatsapp especially through whatsapp groups the best thing about groups is you press copy and paste once and hundreds of people read it um tom see you next time thanks a lot bye bye thank you tim thank you to all our listeners bye bye